unleash a torrent of abuse. We had those women a few stall, uh, 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 a few uh, shit. I'll start again. Take two. Uh, well, no, no shit. I've said fuck. Oh fuck! I've said shit. Now look, <laughs> I named this ship for the city Anne, and God save all those who sail in there. Upper. Oh shit! Oh fuck! I've said shit. Oh, shit! I said fuck. No, there was a woman. Down the alleyway, Mrs. Holmes, and she, she's going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, well, if you're going to go and see her, then tell her this bugger-shaped functy, fucking sphincter, asshole, up your ass, up your cunt. Fuck you sideways, you fucking boring fucking whore. Fuck off, you cow. So go and fucking repeat that to my mother. Hell yeah. Um... <clears throat> It is six minutes past ten on Monday night. You're here with Rob. Smooth tones. Um, I was, I was probably a little more uh, excitable before, but I um, have sort of lost the, the, um, the the joie de vivre that comes from uh, a a pint of Brewdog's Black Heart, the, uh, the, um, kind of competitor to Guinness that they've just kind of come up with. Um, I'm here with Gracie in the kitchen. Uh, that was Brian Blessed, being blessed. Um, and... <clears throat> I wasn't quite sure how to how to approach the podcast this week. I was going to read um, the comments under, say, for example, Sydney Sweeney's most recent tweet, um, and you know, find the the types of people who reply to celebrity. Um, celebrity people why don't I just say celebrities I'm not quite sure um, <clears throat> I also had a brief visit to K-pop fab just then um, but mostly you can't repeat what was said there um, a personal favourite of mine was just a bloke who was commenting on a lot of the pictures and just talking about how he just wanted to kiss them which is sort of gross, but also quite adorable. Um, and <laughs> my favourite, maybe my favourite comment, because it feels kind of harmless, was uh, some guy said about Hyun or something. Uh, Hyun should go to the Melon Awards. And he wrote MELON in all caps. And I just thought, that rules that that person exists <laughs> hey go to the melon awards that would that would rock um, that would rock and roll um, maybe in tandem with the melon awards they should have the cock and balls awards that would be fun um, I've just remembered people listen to this podcast. Uh, maybe you won't be at this stage uh, after talk of the Cock and Balls Awards. Um, 
But what you know, I don't know. What 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 am I? What am I supposed to do? It's it's Monday. It's the fucking thirteenth of March, twenty twenty three. Would it come as a shock to you to hear that absolutely nothing's happening? Not really anything of note. No. Gracie sat in the corner, absolutely fuming. It's freezing cold. She just wants to sleep in my bed. Because every goddamn day, whenever I'm not here and the door's left open, she sneaks out. She sneaks right the way out. And she's figured out how to open my door. And she opens my door. And she sleeps quite high up on the duvet, meaning that when I go to bed, I give myself pink eye. Um, I've been a bit naughty in terms of my food intake. Um, I wasn't so bad today, I have to say. I, I feel like I've attempted a turn of the corner. I mean, I've say, I'm saying I'm trying to be good. I did spend a few hours yesterday making butter chicken, and that's what I'm going to be eating most of the uh, most of the uh, the upcoming week. So, butter chicken feels like an odd way to be healthy, but <coughs> I'm going to try. Um, I think maybe the first stage is me uh, not having two Danish pastries on both Saturday and Sunday this past weekend. Um, I did it last weekend where I had two Danishes um, on both Saturday and Sunday. And I think the week before I only had one on Saturday, but Sunday I had two. And I just, you know, the coffee shop that I sort of frequent frequent on, uh, on the weekend's They've just began to bake their own Danishes, which feels like, um, you know, a, a very dangerous turn of events. And I'm pretty sure I must have mentioned this on last week's podcast. So isn't that exciting for you? Um, I realized that I was thinking about this maybe last week, but. Genuinely, the podcast, and I'm not sure when this happened. I'm not sure if this has always been the case, but the podcast has just become listen to me talk about what I did on the weekend, which is usually nothing. Um, And I think that... I might need to change that in a sort of slight way. Um, I have become a, a drinker of Guinness. I think I might have mentioned that at some point recently-ish. Although I don't want to necessarily... <coughs> Excuse me become, I don't want to necessarily become kind of a new age, uh, sort of 2020s IPA type drinker where it 
is essentially your personality. You wear flannel shirts, you have a beard um, that's too big, and um, you have beard oil, and you drink IPAs, and that's your personality. I think I'm starting to see it amongst Guinness drinkers um, that it's becoming... Um, very popular, rightly so, um, but it is attracting undesirables. Um, now, I am too uh, probably an undesirable uh, member of the Guinness uh, community, but I'm 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 afraid I'm I'm now in it. There's really nothing that can be done. I'm like a virus. I've infiltrated and. I am now copying myself onto other cells or whatever it is that they do. Um, I think I'm mixing up the difference between a computer virus and a cellular virus. But whatevs, I'm not a scientist. Um, but I'm in there and it's too late. But uh, Guinness feels like the one drink I can have. I just don't really like lager. And I don't really like cider. And I tried to be an IPA drinker, but um, they they make me... I seem to get allergies off them, which is really weird. Um, I don't seem to get the same allergies off Guinness, which is really nice. So I can kind of rely on Guinness as a, as a drink that I don't... Um, get puffy and uh, snotty <sighs> off the back of. But anyway, BrewDog has made a, um, a fairly aggressive competitor for Guinness. Um, and I had my first can of it before. And, um, sorry, I'm just laughing at Gracie the way that she, just the way she goes about her business, really. Um, she's having a little shower in the corner. Um, but I had my first can of it and I was, felt pretty good after one. I maybe should have had two because now I feel a bit depressed. Um, I would say that it's... Uh, Brewdog's Black Heart is maybe, um, I don't know, 90%, 95% of the way there for Guinness, to towards Guinness. Mine kind of smelt a bit weird, but I don't know if that's because I was having it in a glass that I've mistreated, and the glass kind of carries a sort of a vague miasma to... Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, vague miasma of just all the shit that I've had in it over the past weeks and months and however long. Um, so that's quite a nice drink. I like to, um, I like to have a midweek drink. It's not really fair to say it's midweek, um, at eight o'clock on Monday, but it was midweek enough, I suppose, to, to crack one open. Um, I had a steak and I had it in a sandwich, which 
felt a bit cheeky because it's not that good for me, but it was nice. Um, I just really couldn't be asked having butter chicken again. I had it for dinner and then I had it for uh, uh, lunch today. And without going into too much detail, I had to go to the toilet a lot today. So, yeah. None of them were... I'm going to go into some detail. I'm sorry. None of the visits to the toilet were bad. I just had to go a lot. I had to go for number ones a lot as well. I had to go for wheeze a lot. So there's something weird. The vibe was off today. Maybe I was being voodoo dolled. Um, but something was a bit off. Um, I feel... Like, I, I feel like I already can't really be asked for this week. I feel like also this week is going very fast already. Um, like I'm desperate to go to bed, <laughs> which is quite nice given that it's 18 minutes past 10. That's really good going for me. Um, there's been versions of myself that have been speaking to you via the medium of this podcast that would dream of being in a position sleep-wise as I kind of currently am in. The only thing I have, or the only issue I have, is that I don't seem to be... I'm kind of trying to go to sleep earlier so that I wake up earlier, and yet I'm not really waking up earlier, which probably suggests I need the sleep, so I'm sort of fine with it, but I am wanting to try and edge towards waking up at six o'clock so I can work out more because I just have this just constant desire to be naughty, do the naughty thing. And I think naughty is the way to describe it because I never really want to do the truly bad thing. I'm not really one to break the law to, you know, despite my kind of um, openness to petty thievery. I say openness because I'm not really, I don't partake in it often, but I like it as an idea. I think it's kind of, um, I don't know, I feel like there's honor in, in stealing from the man. So I'm not suggesting that you'd ever do any petty thievery from say your local corner shop. You know, because this is just a, you know, a person trying to make a living. But Tesco, do they need that that loose carrot? No. Show up your ass. Leave the place. Enjoy that later. Marinate it, if you will. Um, But no, on a serious note. (laughs) No, not on a serious note. I don't uh, condone any of this behavior, but on a jokey note, wink, uh, you know, what's wrong with slipping yourself a little extra jar of jam? You know what I mean? Jam can't be be cheap these days. Gracie's come in and she's just ran straight into me. I'm not quite sure what she thinks 
she's doing. <laughs> Gracie, have you got anything to say to the podcast? No. Okay, come on. This way. Sorry, everyone. I think she thought I was in the mood to give her half a pouch of cat food. <laughs> Which, yeah... Uh, is a gross miscalculation from Gracie, it has to be said. She is venturing into her old age at this point. I don't even know how old she is, but she has been around for a long time. Um, I think she might be like 16, 17, 18, somewhere in that vicinity. She seems to be youthful still, um, but... She is showing signs of kind of, <laughs> I was going to say just being stupid, but that's not fair, especially not about oldies, but she's a little bit slower, um, but she is still cute. <laughs> I mean, she's upset because I've just kind of sent her away, um, but, you know, that's, I don't know what to say, Gracie, it's not all about you, and you've definitely been fed more than reasonably today and all the other days so to kind of have a face like that as if you've never eaten in your life before is um pretty difficult to to take as your your legal guardian um not that the law about uh, you know applies to you gracie you just go in people's gardens and shit on them and you know eat murder innocent birds and eat them, eat the heads off and then leave the bodies scattered in the garden, things like that. She's not quite the same anymore, she doesn't do much hunting, but uh, she sort of pretends to, usually I'm the hunted. Um, right now she's looking like, it's funny, she was ready to go to bed, or she was in bed, and I've come in here and she's just found a real kind of lease of life. Her tail is flicking in the, in the well, not the wind, just flicking in the fucking vast kind of echoey, freezing cold of the kitchen. And her eyes are dilated and black. Aggressive. Um, and I, I don't think I can be asked giving her the chunks of chicken and jelly that she wants <laughs> right now. I will do before I go to bed, but I've got more pressing things to do, like do the podcast. And I realise I've not fucking said anything. Um, I mean, we're 19 minutes in, I don't think I've said a fucking single sentence that means anything um i wrote a poem on the weekend not really a full poem just lines various broken lines but i was um pleased by it um pleased with the outcome i felt it was quite it was actually quite fiery for the first time i've never really it was maybe <clears throat> as close to like writing a sort of 
rippity rap hip hop song or like a diss track almost. Um, it was pretty close to that, although it wasn't it wasn't directed at anyone. Uh, not really, anyway. I mean, yeah, it sort of is. Um, <laughs> but like, I think it could apply to a lot of things and people. So that's why I liked it. Not necessarily. It was sort of triggered by one thing, but considerate of many things. Um, <clears throat> and I realized that that sort of has Taylor Swift-esque um, connotations, but I would quite like to be a male Taylor Swift. Um, but I am not really a talented songwriter, so that's a problem. Um, but I did think I wrote well for the first time. I was thinking well for the first time in a while. I've been thinking like porridge for a very long time. Everything's been shit. Whereas uh, I'm not quite. Yeah, I haven't. I, I just haven't been there. But this past weekend was the first time I've been able to mm, be f lucid in my thoughts for a while. Um, and it was nice because it wasn't really my thoughts. I think that's part of the problem sometimes. It's when I'm writing, it's just like, this is how I'm feeling. And I think that almost becomes a bit podcasty in a way. And I don't actually like writing very literally from my point of view. I quite like it to be detached from me. So I wonder if that's exactly what I needed to do. So while there was, uh, you know, some thoughts directed towards things that have happened in my life, uh, I quite like the fact that I could write in a way that was separated from it. Um, yeah. I would talk about the Oscars, but the truth is, is that I haven't watched any of the films that won. I've watched The Banshees, which made me depressed, because it reminded me of Craig Niche. And if you don't know what Craig Niche is, type Craig Niche in, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Craig Niche is a... Um, a 15 minute walk from my house probably something around that it's not far away um, it's kind of only up the road but the only thing is with that is that the road that it's only up is um, a very fucking steep road basically it's a big old hill so as the crow flies I'm very close to Craig Niche but it is quite the 
the walk, which is why it's about 15 minutes. But um, I think because I live basically in Inner Sharon, I think because I live there, basically, I thought that I was pretty much Colin Farrell's character. And by the end of the film, I was depressed. Um, so I didn't love it because it made me, it exposed me, <laughs> basically. Um, <clears throat> I watched After Sun yesterday. I finished After Sun yesterday morning. I watched the second half of it yesterday morning. Um, and I am finding my response to that film quite funny because everyone I've spoken to, and admittedly it's two people who have watched that film, um, have been talking about how devastated they've been by it. <laughs> and I <laughs> enjoyed it. I found it quite heartwarming. And I think maybe we've uncovered that maybe I'm a fucking psychopath or... Well, not sorry, not a psychopath. A sociopath. Because um, I'm feeling like there might be something profoundly wrong that is driving my opinion of this film in such a completely opposite way to the people who I've spoken to. Because these people said you will, like, you know, they cried a lot. And they, you know, d yeah, described it literally as devastating. And I came out of it thinking, I, ca I came out of it feeling quite nostalgic. It reminded me of holidays I had when I was a kid. Um, and um, I thought it was kind of just a very real portrayal of love because it's not easy and it's not and when I say love I mean like familial parental love and I think that the um, familial love is very interesting because of course you don't choose your family so it is something that you sort of I guess have to work on to me it doesn't feel like I don't know it is intrinsic and yet it's sort of not in a way it's not the same love that you have for your friends it's not the same love that you have for the people that you choose um, well not in my experience and maybe I'm wrong for saying that but um, that's why I watched that film and I kind of saw that like yeah there are moments of difficulty and whatever but I kind of thought that that was more real than say other films I've seen where it just portrays kind of familial love as this thing where it's like I don't know where it's just completely <clears throat> made of sugar and not you know there's no there's never any arguments and even when there are arguments it's like it's just very dramatic i feel like i feel like films 
um, can can kind of over egg all of the dramatic stuff where it's always a huge argument and people walk out on each other. When in reality, I think like familial love is the fact that you're all under one roof and you're probably, you're not going to leave necessarily because you've had a falling out. You're just going to fucking not talk to each other because you, because <laughs> you fucking ruined the kitchen or something. Um, not something I've done, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I liked after sun because I thought like, I guess my point is, is that despite all of the, you know, the, um, despite <clears throat> the difficulties and maybe the unspoken stuff, I thought that like you could still see the underlying love. Um, everything is underpinned by love. They're there because of the, you know, the ultimate kind of care um, that they have for each other, I guess. And maybe I did read it wrong. And if I have read it wrong, then I don't know what that means. I'm a little bit thrown by the fact that I seem to have read the film wrong. But maybe I shouldn't have been reading it. Maybe I should have watched it. Hey. Um, I don't know whether I would encourage everyone to watch it. It's quite, quite slow. It requires some, um, requires you, your concentration. It requires a little bit of effort, but it is a good film. Paul Mescal's good and the little girl who, I probably shouldn't call her a little girl. Feels a bit fucking, I don't know, derogatory. <laughs> The girl in it um, was, uh, I think I read it was like her first ever role. And if true, huge if true, um, she was very good. Very good. Um, considering it was sort of just them two in it. And one of them, one of you has been in normal people and the other one's been in nothing. And you couldn't really tell the difference in terms of their chops. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> as I say, I was very nostalgic. So, yeah. I feel a bit weird now. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched everything everywhere all at once because it's annoying to say the title of it. Um the whale, I don't know if I need to watch it. it looks depressing. Um, and I'm trying to think what else was nominated. I started watching All Quiet on the Western Front, and it's one of those where I know it's good, but I just um, don't know, haven't finished it. And I feel disrespectful for not having finished it. Kind of, you know, because of what it is. And also because it's obviously a good film. But I just was whatever on it. Um, I'm trying to think what else. 
Babylon wasn't really nominated for stuff, but I did think Babylon was brilliant. Um, I loved Babylon. I think I said this to a friend of mine recently. Friend of mine. God. (laughs) I said this to a friend of mine over brunch. (laughs) I said this to a friend of mine over coffee and brunch while we were on our way to a business meeting. Um... I said that my favorite films and the reason I watch films and I guess the reason I like art in general, the reason I like reading certain things, my favorite books and my favorite films and my favorite TV shows are the ones that um, make me want to live with urgency. That's the only way I can describe it urgency that's the key word um it's about not letting an opportunity get away from you taking the chance sort of foregoing the consequences who cares um and babylon gave me a very strong sense of that damien chazelle films in general have given me a strong sense of that over the years and uh yeah like an urgency a a fucking desperation um you know um like there's nothing else that matters than to just fucking urgently do what you need to do be the person that you want to be and fuck everything else and i get that feeling every now and then but when I watched, you know, Banshees of Inshearing, and I just could see Craig Niche and an old version of myself that never left my hometown, I had the opposite of the urgency. I had the deep depression. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Um, so I haven't really got much comment on who won what because I do need to see everything everywhere all at once if it has a fucking normal name at some point it's old it's too wordy it makes me even the name is urgent but I do get the sense that that film will give me a fucking lightning shot of urgency for life so I will have to do it um, everyone has a cold, that's why I've got phlegm in the back of my throat, and it's very annoying. Um, but I'm okay. I've shaved my beard off, I have a moustache at the moment, I feel handsome and quite sexy in a way, so that's good. Um, I will tighten that up at some point during the week and, you know, hopefully be even sexier. Um... But yeah, I mean, this was a terribly rambling um, episode of the podcast. I'm really not sure what the fuck we spoke about. But it doesn't matter because we're 35 minutes in. Uh, I hope that you're well. This is the one thing. I just hope that these words find you well. Um, And... As you proceed through the week, remember to be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people where possible. 
ignore all the bullshit I talk about. Just know your intentions are pure. That's the key. Do your best. And um, I'll speak to you this time next week. How about that?